Good morning, church. It is so good to be with you this morning and all around Snohomish County. Uh, Generations Community Church is gathering in our homes. I wish we were gathering in our buildings, but we're gathering in our homes. And, and I just want to remind you, uh, where two or three are gathered, there is Christ in the midst of them. So your, your home is, is church this morning. Uh, and I, I know you would rather be at church and with God's people and, and all of that. Uh, but, but God is present with you this morning uh, and he inhabits this time. Uh, before I get started, uh, kind of a little announcement about that kind of thing. Uh, this week we are going to roll out to you our plan for coming back together as church. Uh, and so we've, we've kind of set it up to phase with the, um, the governor's guidelines and, and the, we've been working on this for a while. And so I want to encourage you to be watching on Facebook and on YouTube for, for that video this week. Uh, if, if you're on Facebook, don't forget to like our Facebook page so that it'll come up in your, in your thing and you can kind of set how likely that is uh, with the notifications kind of thing or the how it works out. Uh, and then also on YouTube, uh, don't forget to subscribe to our page if you haven't and then uh, turn on the notifications so that it'll let you know when that page comes out. I think it's going to be an exciting thing. I wish we were getting together, you know, sooner, uh, but I'm excited that there at least seems to be on the horizon some sort of an end to all of this or at least a potential for getting together more. Um, and so look for that this week. I think it'll be encouraging to you. Um, so as we begin, uh, I got a great sermon on, um, on praise, the connection between, I don't know if it's a great sermon, but it's a great, it's a great idea. It's great theology between praise uh, and, and hope. Uh, and so before we get into that, uh, I want to uh, first uh, kind of go back and, and do a little review. So first, I, I just want to remind you, hope in the Bible is about expectation and anticipation, expectation and, and anticipation, okay? Um, in our culture, hope is about, is about um, uncertainty and hesitancy and uh, provisional sort of thing. When we use the word hope, we mean maybe it'll happen, maybe it won't happen. That's kind of what we mean, but we have a definite opinion about whether it should or should not happen. Uh, but but for, for the Greek, it wasn't like that. Greek was about anticipation, uh, looking forward to something that was going to happen but had not happened uh, yet. And so um, biblically, hope is about timing rather than uncertainty, okay? Uh, timing rather than uncertainty. English, hope is about uncertainty. Greek, hope, hope is about uh, anticipation, uh, about what's going to happen. It's, uh, it's about timing in, in this process. And the, the illustration I use all the time is the sun. If you're, you know, out camping or someplace and you're, you're awake and you're waiting for the sun to come up, you're anticipating that. It's not that the sun won't come up, but it is that you're, you're waiting for it to come up. So, Let's talk a little bit uh, about hope then in that, this context, and that is this. Hope is a way of living, not feeling. And this is really important that you get that. Hope is an act of will. Of will. It's a way of placing our trust in God, that we put our hope in God, and we're going to live the way he told us to live, even if the circumstances around us don't look like that's a wise idea. We trust God. It's not just saying, I trust God. It's living like you trust God. So uh, we trust God with our kids. We trust God with all of the stuff in our life. We trust God with our lives. Uh, we put our trust in God. It's a way of living, not a, a feeling. Um, and and it's, it's living with God in charge of your life. That's what's so important, no matter how you feel. And in that sense, I think it's like love. Um, I, I, I love my family and do the right thing, whether I feel like it or not. Um, sometimes, especially when you're a parent, it doesn't feel very good. But, but it's, 
you do the right thing. You, you, it's a way of living in relationship with my family. And hope is a way of living in relationship uh, with our, our God. We do what we need to do as an act uh, of will. And so that's important. You need to understand hope is a way of living, not an emotion. But, and this is really important what we're going to talk about, emotions feed hope. Uh, emotions ha- have a way of, of, of strengthening our, our, our hope and making us feel it and get excited about it. Um, it raises our spirits and it kind of chases away the doubts and, and gives us confidence in, in the midst of that. I, I think this is why we love to sing together. The church is always saying, and there's something about singing that just it does something to us when we lift our praise to God in, in, in the form of, of music. And, and it kind of transcends language in some ways. There, there are a lot of songs that I grew up with that just mean a lot to me. And I don't even have to, to be thinking about the words. If somebody just plays a few notes of them, automatically there's an emotional response uh, from, from me on those. And, and all of the truth of that song comes home to me just instantly in, in one big package. And, and so I think there's something powerful about this connection between hope uh, and emotions. And it's why we love stories of hope where God breaks in or people that trust God and he comes through for them. And, and, and it's an important to us. There's, there's a powerful uh, sort of emotional connection. Although hope is not emotions, hope is a lot more fun with emotions. It's kind of like love. Love is not emotions, but love is a lot more fun with the emotions. In fact, this, this hope emotions connection is so important that in the Old Testament, there's a whole book that is dedicated to just this sort of thing. It's called the book of Psalms. It's actually the third largest book in, in the whole of the Bible. And it's just filled with, with Hebrew poetry most of which was probably set to music at, at some point. This was uh, the Hebrew songbook. This is what they sang out of. This is what they would sing to God. And so I love it when modern musicians will take the Psalms and even just scripture in general and set it to modern music. That, that's just a powerful way to lift our spirits uh, together in that. And so I, I want to I look at Psalm 43 uh, today and specifically at verses 4 and 5. But I've picked this one because this is a psalm of depression. You didn't know there were psalms of depression, did you? This is, this is a, a thing where the psalmist is in a tough kind of situation. The, the chips are down. Uh, the culture has gone completely abandoned God. And not only that, they're now attacking this, this writer of the psalm. Um, they, they've turned away from God. Uh, I, I say that this guy is depressed and oppressed. He, he's depressed about the situation and he's oppressed by the people in the culture that are uh, kind of coming after him. Um, and so I, I kind of want to um, lay this out, set this up for you. And then we're going to look at verses four and five. So um, the, the first verse, it says this, Vindicate me, O God. And defend my cause against an ungodly people, that's the children of Israel, from the deceitful and unjust man, deliver me. So this is Israel talking about this. They've gone from God. Now that not only are they ungodly, but they're deceitful and they're unjust. It sounds like our culture today, you know, that's just full of deceit and injustice. And it's just all gone sideways. At one time, I think people were much more engaged with God than they are today. And then verse 2 for you are the God in whom I take refuge. Okay, that's, I put my trust in you. Uh, why have you rejected me? I, I love this. Um, he's, Psalmist is basically saying to God, it's, it's real honest, I love this in scripture, you're not holding up your end of the deal, God. I, I took refuge in you, I put my trust in you, and this is all happening to me. You're supposed to protect me, and you aren't doing a very good job of it at this point. I, I don't know about you, I've had times where I've, I've felt like that. Uh, and then the, the idea of reject, why have you rejected 
rejected me. It's really strong. It means to cast off or forcefully uh, reject. It actually has a literal meaning of stench, of smell. How, you know, if something smells real bad at you, it kind of go like that, 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 that God was like, oh, and just kind of got you out of, out of there. And so it's strong language. And, and maybe the underlying thing here is the question we sometimes ask, uh, why did you let this happen to me, God? That's, that's the question the psalmist is saying. Why did you let this happen to me? I, I took refuge in you. I trusted you. And now this has happened to me. And so um, if you find yourself asking that question, this is, this is a psalm for you. So it goes on. Why do I go about mourning, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G, because of the oppression of the enemy? Um, and, and so he's oppressed by God's people. Um, and there's an idea here with this oppression that literally means darkness or to become dark. It has become uh, because of the darkness uh, of the enemy. And that's important because it's a play on words later, later on. Often uh, it is how people describe depression is this idea of darkness, that, it, that it's dark. And so the oppression he's talking about is, is literally the it just feels dark and closing in on me. Uh, verse 3, here's where the play on words, send your light. <laughs> yeah, the darkness of the oppression, send your light and your truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy hill, that's God's place, and to your dwelling where God dwells. So show me the way, O oh God. Get me out of this. Uh, bring light into my darkness so I can find my path. Um, and, and it's a word that's also used for the dawn in the, in the morning. Uh, and so there's this kind of this idea of he's in this dark place and he's looking for the dawn. He has hope. That's that hope piece again, right? That, that God will one day bring the light, but right now it's not there and he's not very happy about it. Um, and, and so uh, then he kind of says, I'm going to church. I'm going to the tabernacle. I'm going to the place where you dwell. That's what the place where you dwell is. And so uh, then I, I want to take us to, to these two verses that I think are really important. So in response to all of that, he says, then I will go to the altar of God. That's the dwelling place of God to the, to the tabernacle at this point. To God, my exceeding joy, I offer joy. And I will praise you with the lyre, which was a, a stringed instrument. Modern translation may praise you with the guitar. Um, Oh God, my God. So he's, he's deliberately going towards God. In his darkness, in all of the difficulties, he's moving towards God. And that's so important when our emotions are low and we feel like we have no hope. So many people will move away from God. It's important that you move towards uh, God in the midst of this. Because the only way to experience the, the emotions of hope is to move towards God. Uh, and so he focuses on God, not on his troubles. He makes this deliberate choice to focus on God rather than what's going uh, around him. Him, and I will praise him with the lyre, with music. That's what he's saying. There's, we're going to go and we're going to sing. We're going to have a singspiration uh, kind of a thing, maybe all by himself. But he's going to God and he's going to sing. And then verse 5, uh, why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God. Hope in God. For I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. So he's having this conversation with himself now, right? He's talking to his soul. Uh, why, why are you cast down? Why, why are you in turmoil? And, and the word cast down is, is a word that means despair or depression. Again, that's a psalm of depression. Uh, and, and the literal cast down is to, to throw something down, uh, your, your turmoil and your anxiety in the most of this. And then the hope in God is actually a command. He's saying, hope in God, you know, get, get with the program. And I shall again praise him. Uh, evidently, 
apparently his praise of God has dropped off. Uh, somewhere in the process of this, he stopped praising God. He stopped singing to God. He stopped rejoicing in God. He stopped all of that kind of stuff. And, and interestingly enough, then that made things worse. Uh, in fact, uh, the, the word, the Hebrew word for praise that's used here, it means to give thanks. Give thanks to God, to recognize what God has done in your life, to laud, or, or even it sometimes means to confess sin or confession. It's so it's, it's a big word for praise for God. It's coming in and saying, Lord, I know I'm unworthy. Here's where I am. I come in here with my depression and my struggles and the things that are going wrong in my business, and I just feel crummy in all of this, and I don't think you're doing a good job. And then you turn to praise God. But I thank you for, and I thank you. And so there's this kind of emotional thing, and, and the music is really what helps us uh, do that. It's, it's a it's a realization again that God is his salvation, that God is his hope, uh, that he is the Lord of, uh, of my life. And, and, and you guys get this. Uh, most of you uh, saw on the, the lobby Facebook page for the church. I asked you, you know, what's your favorite praise song? And I was expecting, you know, there'd be half a dozen that people kind of repeated over and over again. And th the number one song that was mentioned most often was How Great Thou Art, which is a great, great song. But after that, you guys were all over the map. I was going to kind of read them to you, but there were so many of them, I, I wouldn't have time. And, and I love that, that there's so many songs that connect with you emotionally, that, that lift your spirits, that cause you to praise God and, and lift your face up off of your problems and onto, onto him in, in the midst of the darkness and, and this struggle. And so here's what I want to say about that, and that comes out of this text, and that's this. There's something powerful about praise music, and I don't mean modern music necessarily, but music that praises God, that connects us to God. It's just something that's completely different. And, and I hate it. Most times preaching won't even do that for you. There's something about music that just connects us. It's not about style. It's none of those kinds of things. Every generation has a different style. And, and the same thing happens with each generation. In fact, there's a really interesting kind of example of this in Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16 is the story about Paul and Silas in jail. Uh, they healed a possessed woman. So they did this great miracle and the religious authorities hated it uh, and, and the crowds hated it and it scared them. Uh, and, and so they, they took them to the authorities and they literally beat them. They flogged them uh, and, and then they threw them in, in jail. And so they're in jail. They've been told, the jailer's been told to take care of them, put them in the bottom of the jail. They're literally in chains, okay? Um, so the jailer, when he received the orders, he put them in the inner cell, okay? The very deepest bottom of it. And fastened their feet with stocks, and then listen to this, verse 25, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and an angel of the Lord showed up and broke them out of the jail. Well, it kind of opened it up and, and freed everybody in the whole place. And so there's this powerful connection that Paul and Silas, in their deepest, darkest moment in chains in prison, are singing to God. And, and praying. And, and actually, I think those two are connected. But here's what I know about this. Praising God, especially in music, is supernatural. I have lived long enough and walked with the Lord long enough to know this to be true. It builds faith. It restores hope. It, it drives away discouragement. In fact, God calls us to praise him for our good, not his. I want to give that clarity because when we talk about praising someone, we think, you know, so they'll make them feel better. God does not call you to praise him so that God will feel better. God feels fine, okay? He's okay emotionally. But when he calls us to praise him, it does something to us. 
And he knows that. When we focus off of the stuff of this life and on onto God. Uh, in, in fact, one of the favorite songs that came up, and it is one of my favorite songs, was Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. And that, boy, I thought, man, that really collects it. You know, turn your eyes upon Jesus and the things of this world will go strangely down. The troubles, the, the stuff. And, and so I, I'll just tell you, in my teen years, when there were some really, really difficult sort of things going on in my life, um, I used to sit at the piano late at night sometimes, uh, and play and sing because it was the only thing that could keep me from just going to the bottom uh, emotionally and it would always raise my spirits and so to this day when I get under a lot of emotional pressure I'll pray I'll, I'll play the piano and, and sing I've been doing it around here because there's nobody in the church so I'll get to one, go to one of the pianos and I'll get out the hymnal and, and I'll play and if I'm really sure there's nobody here I'll even sing a, a, a little bit and it just sometimes the tears just flow as God moves in there's a supernatural spiritual thing that happens in there and so I think praise uh, gets my attention off of the challenges of life and onto the answer, which is Jesus. Even if I can't see how he's going to work it out, it gets my attention on to Jesus. It goes back to what I did through the whole cancer thing. I trust God. And praise music has a way of reminding me deep in my soul, even if I don't say it quite like that, that I trust God and God is my hope. And then... Um, singing praise to God is a form of prayer. I touched this a little bit earlier. I am convinced of, of this, that, that if you want to categorize singing to God, it, it's in the category of prayer. Americans have such a narrow definition of prayer. And when I was growing up, it was really narrow. It was like you had to be on your knees, and you had to bow your head, and you had nah, 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 kind of a, a sort of thing. But actually in the Bible, prayer is much bigger than that. It includes all kinds uh, of things. And so uh, m music is basically, in my uh, my opinion, and I, I think scripturally, a prayer set to music. It, it's poetic language. It's, there's meter and there's rhyme. And, the, and if the song is well written, the, the words are, are good and theological and, and point us uh, towards Jesus. And so uh, song, hymn, is, is prayer set to music. Uh, and so whenever you sing, you are praying to God. You are focusing on him. And so we often articulate through the prayer what our heart is feeling. There's something about the music that allows us to get past words, even though we're saying words, and articulate it. And often, the writers of hymns articulate better than us what's going on in our heart. I think if you have the gift for writing music, that's a part of it. You, you just are good at putting into words what all the rest of us are, are feeling. And so, uh, sing during your prayer time. I just want to encourage you with this. Uh, there was such a liberty for this. If, uh, you know, if you feel like, okay, I need to pray more. Well, maybe a part of that is you need to sing more and sing to God. Uh, let your, your voice come, come out. Uh, and, and because prayer uh, or singing is a form of prayer. In fact, I'll just share a little insider kind of theology joke with you. There's this thing that kind of makes me laugh and I, I try not to let people see it. But um, I have talked to people who have said to me, I would never pray a written prayer where someone else wrote it out. In some other traditions, they write out their prayers a lot and they, they read them. And they're like, oh, I would never do that. And then they go on to say a minute later, you know, I love to sing. <laughs> I want to go, um, those are kind of the same thing, you know. Uh, and, and I get that singing kind of changes stuff. But, uh, but singing is, is essentially praying to God. So, in addition to that, uh, singing praise to God has a way of bypassing our defenses and opening our souls to God. 
There's just something about that that can you kind of get your defenses up, you know, and I'm not going to do this. And we're kind of, especially when we're in crisis or we're depressed or, you know, life isn't going good. We, we got to just tense up. And, and there's a part of us that says we just got to fix this and we got to do this. And, and there's something about singing that just kind of relaxes things. It lets us kind of open up and opens the doors so that God can come into our lives. And, and like I said, when I, when I went in tension, that's what I do. I go back to singing. I have a lot of theological education. But, but when I'm under a lot of stress, it is music most often that, that, that speaks to me. I love to, to play the piano and I, I love to, to sing. And, and um, it, the Holy Spirit just kind of cracks me open during that time. And can speak into my heart and, and very often refocus me. It's not uncommon uh, for me that in that moment to suddenly get what I would call an epiphany. Usually it's an old truth that I just have to remember again. That just helps even in this situation. There's something about how God speaks in that moment. In that prayer through music that, that can be very, very powerful. So singing praise to God has a way of bypassing our defenses. And some of us have very good defenses. And opening our souls to God so that he can speak into us. And I, and I also believe that singing praise to God reinforces hope. Sometimes uh, the devil wants to persuade us that we have no hope. And, and if you're the type of person that, that especially your emotions are really important in that, that process, he wants to get us discouraged. And, and then when we don't feel it, we think we don't have hope. That's a lie of the devil. But, but, but he does that to us. And he gets us, sometimes I've seen people abandon faith because they can never feel it, right? And, and that's not really what faith is. But there's something important that when the emotions come along, it reinforces our hope. When, when man, God is moving and you can just feel the spirit and it's like, wow, the devil can't talk you out of faith then. He can't talk you out of hope then. You're like, go away, dude, you know, because you feel it and it's there. And that's why the singing is so important. Singing praise to God reinforces hope in our life. It's, it's a bulwark uh, around your hope and, and your faith. It, it drives the devil away. And, and I don't know about the specifics of how that all work, but I really think there is something about praising to God that just drives evilness uh, away. Uh, missionaries talk about the, using the name of Jesus that, to drive away evil spirits. And, and so there's something about this that reinforces hope. It, it, it's, it's, hope is not an emotion, just like love, but emotions make it stronger. They're so important that we have both of those uh, in our lives. And, and again, Paul and Silas singing in prison. Um, uh, and this isn't about performance, okay? Uh, it's, it's about what's good for your soul. Uh, different people have different skill levels with music, have you noticed? <laughs> Some people, you know, are extraordinary. You've been hearing Carrie and you've heard Carl's family and, 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 and our musicians that are up here. And, and you have to be, if you want to be up here and lead worship, you've got to be able to sing pretty well. But, but you don't have to be able to sing well to sing to the Lord. And I know this because my dad, who I love couldn't carry a tune in a radio. He just, he, it was awful. And we, we but he loved to sing and it so increased his emotions that he would sing all the time, really, really badly. Uh, I remember in church, he would sing loud, you know, <laughs> one of his favorite verses, make a joyful noise to the Lord. And, and my sister and I would step away from him because you couldn't hardly sing when he was, when he was like that. I remember on his motorcycle, riding behind him on his kid, and he would sing at the top of his voice going down the road on this motorcycle. So sing to the Lord um, 
it, it reinforces uh, your hope. So let me give you this morning um, some psalms and praise scriptures uh, that, that, uh, that I want to encourage you to read out loud and dramatically. This week, go to scripture, read psalms out loud, or read scriptures that encourage you out loud, and read them dramatically, not just that, that flat kind of way. It'll change the way you look at the book of, of psalms, and it'll encourage you. So let me, let me kind of just give them here to you. Psalms 25.3, no one who hopes in you will ever be put to shame. Some of you just need to go out in the woods this week and, and say that. Scream that to the Lord. No one who hopes in you will ever be put to shame. No one who hopes in you will ever be put to shame. Jeremiah 29 11. This is another, it's not our Psalms, but for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you. Plans to give you hope and a, a future. Psalm 71, 5 and 6. For you, have been, for you have been my hope, sovereign Lord. My confidence since my youth. From birth I have relied on you. You brought me forth from my mother's womb. I will ever praise you. As for me, I will always have hope. I will praise you more and more. Zephaniah 3, 17. For the Lord your God is living among you. Okay, he's here. He is a mighty Savior. He will take delight in you with gladness. With his love, he will calm all your fears. Praise God. He will rejoice over you with joyful singing. Can you see God rejoicing over you, calming your fears, delighting in you? Psalms 35. Weeping may stay for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. That light and darkness kind of thing again. Those who sow with tears will reap with songs of joy. Some of you have been sowing with tears. Those who go out with weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with them. No one who hopes in you, verse, uh, Psalm 25, 3, will ever be put to shame. No one who hopes in you will ever be put to shame. I started with that one, and I want to end with that one. So, I have an assignment for you uh, this week, uh, and that is this. Uh, I, I want you this week to play, sing, or speak out loud praise to God. Play, if you play an instrument, sing, uh, speak out loud praise to God. You can use the Psalms to help you. You can use uh, worship songs that, that we have. I just, I know it will lift your spirits. And honestly, right now, I think we really need this. It's not that we don't have hope, but we need to feel the hope right now. Because some of us are going crazy with all of this. I'm ADHD and I'm an extrovert and I'm supposed to stay at home and not talk to people. I mean, this is as Oh, it's just crazy. Some of you introverts, you're doing okay with this, but I'm about to climb the walls with all of this. And yet, because I love people, I don't want to expose them, and so I, I'm abiding by, by the rules. So what do I do in the meantime? So I look to God. God is my hope. I'm going to sing more. I'm going to play the piano uh, more. I'm going to go around singing and embarrass people. Uh, maybe we all need to just go in the woods and shout to God for a while and, and let him know all of this. But, but if you're discouraged and going crazy at home, I think this is really important. I know you have put your faith in God. You have put your trust in God. You have hope in God. I know that's the commitment of your life because I know you. But we need to experience the emotion and God had always intended that the two go together. Once you do the act of hope, 
The emotions will follow in all of that. So I double-dog dare you. <laughs> I double-dog dare you to, to uh, take this week and commit it to praising God, however that looks for you, whether that's in word or in, in song or in playing instruments or however it is you praise God, do it. You, you wrote down uh, a favorite song, uh, one or two, or somebody wrote three or four or five, and then a whole bunch of you went, there's just too many of them. Great. This week, listen to them. Go to YouTube. You can just search the name and you can listen to it or if you've got it on Spotify or some other sort of thing. Uh, take this week and commit yourself to listening to and engaging in praise of God because there's something spiritual, there's something supernatural that will encourage your heart. Let me pray for us. Father God, Lord, I know that we put our hope in you. We live that way. We live that way in our choices. Uh, we do what you ask us to do. And yet, sometimes, Father, it's discouraging and it's frustrating. And right now in, in our world, it's, it's very frustrating. And so, Father, I, I just pray that this week you would just move through our church in every single home with encouragement and that you would lift spirits, Father, and that you would, you would uh, cause our voices to sing praise to you, Father, as we look